All right, welcome to The Garage. I'm Scott Lanahan. And I'm Joe Ubel. Today's episode, Joe, we, we're talking about valuations. Valuations? Um, what are we valuing? Well, homes. Homes? I thought this is a car episode. Car episode. But it's in the garage, isn't it? I don't it? even know where to go with that. So in the pre-discussion, <laughs> you and I were talking. Uh, <laughs> Zillow came up, which we'll talk about. And uh, with your cold, you were having a little trouble saying a word. Uh, oh, you want me to say it? Algorithm. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to, my mission over the course of this episode is to make you say algorithm as many times as possible. <laughs> algorithm. Yeah. How's that? Um, so we'll get you. Okay. All right. So the idea today is to take a look at uh, a regular part of what we do. We get a phone call. It's a past client, a friend of the family, friend of a past client. They want to know the value of their home. And at that point, a process begins for you and I. Right. Um, the other option that we're going to talk about today is the one that's a little more easier and convenient, which is utilizing some of the search engines have a valuation, an AVM, automated valuation model. But don't, so don't you think, I think we should, should have had that conversation that, you know, if you are a consumer, the first thing you do when you're processing maybe um, moving or maybe making an adjustment is you're going to those um, those sites first and going um, hey what does this this look like for me compared to right now this is what I think it's worth in my my head but what what is like the the platforms uh, um, say and before you reach out to, to an agent a lot of times people have that that in their mind already yeah, because they don't want to inconvenience you or I. Right. It's generally the school of thought for them. Right. So what they'll do, a lot of times, uh, I don't check on it because, I, I mean, this is what I do every day. So if someone asks me the value of my home, I mean, I, I got a pretty, most everybody has a pretty good idea of the value of their home, at least an approximation. But, you know, it's funny, the thing is, as an agent, though, yeah. Yeah, you, you're always in your mind working on it, but you might think differently than what actually the market actually says because... It's your own personal property. You're more connected to it. Well, it's why I had you represent me uh, on the sale of my last home. Same here. I undervalued the home. Yep. In my head. Yep. Right? Because I know every little piccadilly going on with that house. Yep. And, uh, you know. You were too close to the deal. That's, just what, that's, that's what why I, you don't represent yourself. Right. Right. That's why. I, this is, these are experienced agents. 27 years in the business. Almost 20 years. You don't represent yourself. That's right. Yeah. All right, that wasn't the gist of the conversation today. <laughs> that was a sidebar. But a uh, great example. I'm going to reach across my desk here. Um, so I, I think I think what you're trying trying to kind of start and get at is you know the first steps is you know someone might might be going along this episode of going. All right, um, what's my house worth so I consider making a move so I can say if I need a bigger house and the first thing to do is step into the Zillow world or the the Trulia world or the Realtor.com world, Fin, whatever, whatever it is. is. So I did pull my house up. Now in my head, I put the valuation of my home at about six twenty-five. Okay, right. Um, Redfin has it at six seventy-three. Zillow has it at six sixty-five, and uh, there was one more. The Realtor.com. Realtor.com had it at six thirty-six. So almost a. Thirty some thousand dollars swing between the lowest and the highest, and again in my head, I have it at about six and a quarter. But where I have it there is because, you know, I'm looking at where we're at in the market. Yep. 
right? Could I have gotten those numbers, let's say, in May or June? Yep. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the market would have been more likely to push me there mm -hmm. with the low inventory, but if I were to put it on now, I'd be sitting dead in the water. Well, that's 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 part of the cyclical nature of the market is... So, so before we go there, yeah. I, so the reason I bring that up is that there's an automated valuation system out there, right? Which takes a bunch of different uh, uh, factors into place and it uses a, a mathematical... Um, what's it called, Joe? Oh, you're going to... You're, you're, you're <laughs> algorithm. Thank it's you. a proprietary type thing, so... Mm -hmm. But it's pulling it's pulling information from a, a bunch of different spots, okay. uh, county tax records, uh, previous sales, and I, I think the whole idea because they're flying blind. It's uh, I would liken it to flying with instruments only. Yep. Right. They're just taking a look at data points. Yep. And they're throwing a value there. Mm -hmm. They they have no judge or jury because yep. ultimately you or I get called. Right. I and come in and I say the house is worth, I in today's market with the condition, location, size, condition, amenities of this home, it's at six and a quarter. Mm -hmm. And then they usually say, well, Zillow says it's worth 675. Mm -hmm. And then I always jokingly say, great, when did they come through? <laughs> well, they came through last week. Didn't you know that, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I called Zillow from Seattle. Yeah. They came out. <laughs> so that automated value system uh, there's some pros and cons to it. Uh -huh. And what would you see as the pros? The pros, it's, it, it definitely gets you an, an immediate, just like ballpark. You know, you get you in the, in the, in the game, so you know where, what potentially is where you're, you're sitting. But the nitty-gritty doesn't, doesn't um, get you what. The negative is that it doesn't get you, you know, concise data to what your house would compare to exactly the other houses that have sold, like it or not like it. Because they're they're comparing square feet, uh, basement, bathrooms, bedrooms. Well, they're looking numbers. at location, but within location, there's certain dynamics too. Right, right. But and go ahead, finish. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. I was just gonna just gonna say it's just looking at, at those those data points, and then just going blah, and then just kind of I'm throwing together and saying here's what your valuation is based on on the previous data points. It's not taking consideration that, that maybe on your Cape Cod house you have a bump out. And it gives you better square feet upstairs. Well, I don't think it takes into consideration, uh, you know, when you talk about condition, mm -hmm. right? That's one thing that doesn't show up in data points. Condition is a huge one. You and I talked about how do, because it has to fit into the, into the algorithm, right? So, yeah. um, you know, how do they determine condition? And I think what they're relying on more is the county. Mm -hmm. You know, if there were permits pulled, the county came through, uh, assessed the value of your home based off of some improvements that you may have you made, may, yeah. the county's going to take your, take your taxable value and they're going to see it increase. Yep. And they are taking into account your taxable value. But let's say I, every time that I get a letter from the assessor, I just keep ducking the assessor. It's not uncommon that, that that a lot of people would would avoid seeing the assessor in their in their house because they they, they don't want to know about their improvements and they would rather not pay higher taxes. I've had an assessor in my house twice. Yeah, both times to contest their valuation of my home. So almost that was the opposite. You needed him in there for. Good for you. I was arguing a you, lower you, value. You were, you were the crabby old man. Yeah. Oh, my house is taxed too high. Worth this much. <laughs> but that's what you're supposed to do. 
right? Yeah, but you know the the, the, the assessors aren't aren't. They don't get they don't get into in houses very often, so they're 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 flying blind as much as 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 online valuations are because they're basically taking the data points that you see. And what Zillow sees, and what Redfin sees, and all those different different sites see, and they're just going, um, I didn't throw a darts in, be here. So let's say on evaluation, and this is a hypothetical, and I'm not it meant it's nothing personal, but let's say algorithm. <laughs> let's say I get a phone call, and uh, they bought the house 15 years ago, right? Okay. I look at the MLS data from 15 years ago. I'm doing some some prep work before I head out. Yeah. And I look at the picture and I go, oh, that's a nice house. Yeah. Right? On paper, everything looks good. I start driving up to the listing today at 2 o'clock. I'm driving up. And I'm not driving. I just, You're driving it's right a real up? life story. Yeah. But I'm driving up. Uh, and I'm like, oh, uh, all right. This is a nice neighborhood. And this is, this is nice. That's a nice house. This is a nice house. And then I focus up ahead and I go, oh, please, dear God, don't let it be that house. <laughs> right? I've been there before, yes. And it is that house. Of course it is. Right? And you're like, well, all that prep work I kind of <laughs> did, I need to start kind of tampering some of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I need to kind of adjust the hat a little bit, the realtor hat a little bit, because the conversation I was intending on having is a little different than what I'm going to probably have. It's kind of like that that house where you're you're it's in the middle of a neighborhood, and for whatever reason, that na- that person who built that house years and years ago decided to build the house on the back side of the lot, where the garage is, and, and so they can attach the garage to it. And you go pull up the house, and you're like, "Where's the house?" And it's like, "Oh, house, house. Oh, in the middle of it, there's the house, but it's it's you know thirty feet back. Yeah. So it's awkward. Yeah. And that we all know awkward." doesn't do well with marketing. atypical sells to atypical buyers right yeah so all right so then let's pull the conversation towards you get the phone call joe okay right uh john smith calls up says hey joe this is this john i'm thinking about selling my house i talked to cindy and steve and they say give you a call uh i live here what's your next steps I'm, my next step is, of course, I want want to see the property. Like I, I had a, had a had a client recently, and I've had um, past uh, conversation with him and dealings with him. So it's not like there's any change of anything. So he knows how I how I, I, I work. But you had not been in the house. I've not been to his house, but okay. I've been to uh, different houses uh, for him. Okay. okay, family properties, and um, he's like, can you just give me an evaluation on your property? And I said, what's well, this isn't the way this is going to work. Um, you know that, that I need to see the inside of the house so I can, I can compare apples and oranges. Because, if you're going to give a proper valuation. Yes. Yeah. So I can't just, I, otherwise then I, then I, I'm, I'm Zillow. Yeah. I'm just comparing your house to other houses, but what's inside your house. Well, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So the, my first step is, is set the appointment. Let me get inside. Let me w- take a walk around your house. Talk to you about your property. Tell me the improvements. And then I'm going to take some pictures, and then I'm going to um, take some notes, and I'm going to take the notes that I compare to your tax values that I see on the tax record, compared to the notes that from previous listings maybe, see what's changed, and then I'm going to take that data and use it to compare what to today's market. Okay. How, how would you, you would do anything differently? Um, no, I, I think it's the same process. I uh, the Communicating it... Um, to someone listening, I think. Um, so, 
when I pull up to that house, I've adjusted my hat. Let's go back to my previous story, right? Yeah. Where I pull up and the house is in, um, it's, it's maybe a little more tired mm-hmm. than what I thought it was going to be. So at that point, you know, I'm looking at the, the conversation is, uh, yes, I, I have kind of a ballpark as to what the potential value of that home is, right? Right. So th- within that window, uh, and we've talked about this, I think, in previous episodes, there's there's kind of a floor to that window of value, yep. and there's kind of a ceiling to that window of value. Yep. So as I pull up to that particular house that I shared in that story, that scale is slowly starting to slide down to the bottom part of that that window of value. Right. Right. It may even drop below sure. that window of value that I had. So at that point, I'm meeting with the client. Yes, I am uh, taking notes on improvements that they've made, right? Uh, I always use, and I think I've shared before, I try and explain to them a, 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 an old-style scale where I've got value on one side of the scale, yep. like the scales of justice, right? On one side, I've got value, and on the other side, I'm, I'm adding <laughs> and subtracting weights from four different categories location right is it in a prime location or is it some sort of nuanced location or is it uh on a busy street yep right within a certain fantastic location location, uh, idea uh is it next to a commercial space yep you know welcome to mcdonald's can i take your can i smell mcdonald's from there right right is there a train next door you just had one where a train was across the street um so I got location, size, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have there been additions to the home? How how does the size feel? Because I've always said not all square footage is created equal, mm-hmm. right? I could walk into a fifteen hundred square foot home, a two ident- well two fifteen hundred square foot homes. One feels bigger than the other. Well, that's that Cape Cod idea I was I was telling you about. <laughs> you know, so you have, you have the one and a half story upstairs that has a tunnel, or if you have the uh, in which is the same square feet. Yep. As if someone did did a, a bump out upstairs and they um, opened it up so you can see it. Yeah. Uh, so it's and, more functional square footage. Right. You walk up there, yeah. you actually can stand up there. So we got loca- uh, the four weights. Location, one, uh, one stack of weights. Size, condition, mm-hmm. right, which is a big one. Yep. Have, uh, have they updated kitchens, baths, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how's the overall feel of the property? Do we have wallpaper? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know the woodwork is it painted, mm-hmm. or is the buffet beautiful original right. type wood? Right. Uh, and then amenities, something one house has that another doesn't. Let's say it's got a two-car garage, but it looks like it's one windstorm away from falling over. Right. That doesn't show up on Zillow. No. All Zillow's looking at is a two-car garage. Yep. Right. Yep. So again, you want to set realistic expectations for your client on value because ultimately you're going to step into what's called the marketplace right right which is the real the the real valuation of your property yeah the ultimate judge yep right uh is it may or is it october mm-hmm. right yeah that's though that's another, another um the cyclical part of the market is is huge you know your timing of, of when you sell in pen, what you're selling is also is also part of it and you know. your level of competition goes up and down, yep. right? Within a particular marketplace, are we dealing with 15 other similar properties mm-hmm. or are we dealing with four? Right. Right? 
in in, in say the same sense is is there more buyers out there right now that are are, are you know scraping the barrel to find houses like yours yeah. or is or is there an abundance of 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 houses and not enough buyers so when you go in when i go in to that particular house in this hypothetical story and you take some notes and you maybe take a couple pictures so that you remember this you remember that you're going back and you're formulating a a market plan Mm -hmm. like what is our level of competition taking into account our timing taking account uh, of the sales within the last six months you know how do i put this client in the best possible position when we talk again, all right, if we're spending two, $3,000, what are we going to spend it on? Where do we get our biggest bang for our buck compared to some other sales? Now that I've touched it, smelt it, felt it, like what's, how can I best help you get from, hey, I want to sell my house to I have a, my house sold? Right. And then it's, it's also strategic too in, in a lot of ways. So, so you know... Um, as you just mentioned, you're comparing you, the, your subject property to the marketplace. All right, does this one have the bedroom count, the bathroom count? Okay, great, it does. Now let's let's look at, at the amenities that it has. Okay, does it have a porch? Does it have um, wallpaper um, that's, decorate, that's decorated from 30 years ago? Um, or does it have the color palette that is trending right now that helps uh, buyers see past a lot of things? Um, and it does. If you have those those features and comparison wise, okay, what did they get for the property? Okay, they got three hundred ten thousand for that property. Do we have the same house, but doesn't have that palette of colors and that new kitchen? So what do we want to do to be able to get to that point? Do we want to put the effort into making it look like that? If not, we have to look at at. But I think place. that brings you, Joe. What you're talking about. There's some things that add value, uh-huh. and there's things that add to the saleability. Yep. And saleability, if it has high saleability with uh, trending colors you bring up, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't affect the overall value. It affects the saleability of the property. So if a house is more saleable, if the car is shiny when you're trying to sell it, right? It's, it's like a clean, it's like having a clean, shiny car, right? Yeah. It's going to sell better than, than um, a, house, uh, you know, a car that, that is... You just took it off a lot, and it needs to be vacuumed. And I hate using car sales as a, but I mean that's people relate to. Yeah, because it's you're trying to sell something, right? Right. Just 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 like you sell anything thing in some kind of garage sale or marketplace type setup. Yeah, are you gonna bring it right out from the the storage bin that's all dusty and go? All right, ten bucks. Yeah. And they go, I'm not gonna pay you ten bucks, but that'll pay you two bucks. Yeah. I gotta wash it, clean it, scrub it down. Yeah. And and you want me to buy it for ten bucks? Yeah. No way. I always think it's funny someone goes to sell something on Marketplace and they take a picture of it and in the background you can see a complete freaking mess. Yep. I, uh, all of you turned off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got to know, know, know your audience, right? Yeah. Well, you also got to make some effort, right? <laughs> Why? So, uh, but so, so you're right. You're, so and you, what, you, what you're saying is, is in terms of value, there's value and then there is what saleability helps you put your bring your, your house up to that a saleable a visibility of from a buyer will be better. I'm dealing with this with a listing right now where we're adjusting some things that uh, are relatively inexpensive to adjust yep. that are going to add to that overall perception of value to the property. Right? Yep. We're making ourselves the shiny penny. So I use the shiny penny analogy. 
if you throw down 15 pennies and you ask people to pick one, it's easier to pick out the shiniest penny in the bunch, right? right? That's similar to what we talk about doing when we're preparing a house for the market. Right. We're trying to make you a shinier penny. Right. Right? Um, all right. But, but that, but that shouldn't, shouldn't be the whole only goal of, of, of that. Cause so you, you're trying to create, <coughs> create an environment where you your house will thrive in the marketplace, right? So you talk about, about value, all right? I think your house is worth X. Let's say it's, I think it's worth 475. But in the same sense is, I, we, gotta, we, we, gotta, we gotta place it in the marketplace mm-hmm. here. So I'm comparing here and here, what's below you, what's above you, and I know what a buyer's gonna say when they, when they see this house below you and when they say this house plus above you. So if this is, this is at 485 and this or 470, then maybe we need to be below that. Even though I think your house is worth four seventy five, mm-hmm. I think we need need to to strategically put it at four fifty nine. Yeah, something like that. I said, or the, within the same same realm, there are those benchmarks of price points that you know people are searching to four hundred thousand, four twenty five, four fifty, four seventy five, five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You start placing those things in because that they're almost almost automated for you when you go to search sites. That you can um, uh, search for up to certain price points. It's queued up for you. Search up to zero to five hundred thousand. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm searching for. But if if you don't hit those marks, you may miss miss uh, out on those those search engines that people are searching for. Mm-hmm. And which is why I'm also saying that that you know, if you can place yourself in the market, even though we think your house is worth four seventy five, we think that that you're you're gonna have a better chance selling your property and maybe making someone more excited about your property at a price point what they're going to be like ooh, that's a value mm-hmm. and i'm going to i'm going to scream i call that up. a deflection sale uh so you run them through this one the higher yep. value home right <laughs> yep to give them better perspective as to the value of yeah your listing well right? especially if a house say it in it's not mint condition it's it mm-hmm. needs a little bit of of love here and there mm-hmm. whether if it's uh, new flooring or new paint or whatever it is you know, they, you can you compare you run them through this house at at five hundred thousand. You go, say this is polished. Mm-hmm. This that rock that's polished. Mm-hmm. And then down here at four sixty five, we can get this house that needs a little bit of polishing. Mm-hmm. And now you see that what polishing could do to your property. And this house is still going to sell at five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. But now you can buy the same house for four sixty. Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, a family friend, a past client. <laughs> His son's getting in the marketplace for his first house, uh-huh. right? We're going out on that initial search, right? I have no intention of selling him a home. Yep. But I do want him to learn the value of what his money's buying, mm-hmm. right? So I set up on a Saturday four properties. And I know all four properties of complexes, yep. right? And I set them up in order from uh, lowest to highest. Right, best. Uh, uh, so you, you said you said lowest to highest value, but more importantly, on a scale of how they're going to be perceived. Okay. Right, how I perceive them on paper, and we go out and we take a look at the property, and the first property is complete crap hole. Right. <laughs> I mean, why'd you bring me here, Scott? Well, because it's of limited. He's got a limited purchase value. Right. Right. 
and it's a not a building I would sell him in, mm-hmm. but it is still a viable. It's in that price range. This is what's what right. Where my buys you. So I take him through that. He agrees. This is a complete crap hole, right? Mm-hmm. Bring him through the second one. I go, well, this one's not so bad, mm-hmm. right? And I wouldn't sell him that one either. Like I mean, if he said, yeah, let's buy this, mm-hmm. I, we're not we're not buying any of these four. Yeah. Right. Um, but there is a building in there that, yeah, right. So the third one I bring him through is actually the primary, mm-hmm. right? This would be, if he had to buy something that day, that would be the best one for him to buy. Mm-hmm. But that's the one we go in third, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go into the same complex, one that is completely overvalued, mm-hmm. and we walk through that one. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, <laughs> this person's crazy. Yep. Well, he's only been through four homes, and he already goes, this person's crazy. So right. You, so basically, what you're trying to do is establish value and establish your your, your mindset. Because what you, what we all, we do all the time is is it's exactly what we said in this pre-discussion is is when we're sitting in the marketplace right now, working through the the, the details right now. Yeah. You know um, that doesn't come out in the woodwork or in, in the in the news or in the in the paper until a month or two months down the road. The work that we're doing today. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we talked about this, that uh, you can feel the wind shift. Yes. Like you're standing on the bow of the marketplace, and you feel the wind shifting, right? August, like agents were like, oh, activity's kind of altered a little bit but right we, but, but but as a seasoned agent don't don't you already know that's going to happen like oh you, you, you cyclically <laughs> you know it's going to happen but you feel it change yeah yes no doubt about right that. yep the boat's turning yep the activity level on your listings tends to tends to drop a little bit you know the phone calls start to drop a little bit you know it's just it's a different marketplace yeah and then you read in a paper two months later hey the the winds have changed. And, and, the, and you're like, well, you? well, I should have told you that before. <laughs> you, no one called me. <laughs> so when, uh, and, and that goes for sellers and buyers. I mean, they are in the marketplace, that living, breathing entity that is called the marketplace. The nervousness of the marketplace, where which is also why, why that, you know, we talked about how you don't want to represent yourself in the marketplace because it's, it's, you need that, that, that backing to understand what's going to happen. Perspective, perspective is a great word. Yeah. So, I I've, I've had it happen this weekend. Um, a client was was a little bit anxious about what's going to happen, and and I had to say, all right, you need to be patient. You need this is going to happen. Here's activity that I'm seeing. This is what's going to hap- happen um, very quickly potentially. So that way it establishes you know them to basically take take it to a level that it's gonna ha- it's gonna be okay. To, to, to relax a little bit because the marketplace is to, is is taking taking uh, a, a action in front of you. Yeah, don't panic. Right, we've seen this. Right, don't yeah. panic. We've we've went through this numerous times, but it's it's hard to be not panicking when we're the one in the marketplace, when you're the one that's focused at the marketplace. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's all real. It's real money. Um. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll come back, wrap this up. If there's anything else that we need to add, uh, we talked about, uh, upcoming episode. I think we're going to do something, uh, haunted places in St. Paul. Scary. Well, it's Halloween theme, right? (laughs) I think that'll be fun. Uh, but, uh, you have anything left to say on this? 
No, I, I guess the only thing is is um, the marketplace is going to be cyclical. So what we value today is the, what we're going to use data from two months ago. But also it's going to change how we're going to you're going to value for the spring and the summer next year. And this year. isn't a market update, but we're in that time of year where we've got a short window now between now and Thanksgiving. Because mm -hmm. when Thanksgiving hits, uh, things get a little quieter until January 2nd. Right. we got about a month and change. Where things get pretty quiet right people just tend to start focusing on family stuff right right the Absolutely. holidays and uh there's still the marketplace is still active just yeah. not as active right well it's just people are, are are have different focus right now school started now so there's just ends up being more different activity level than people have a focus on and in, in our marketplace in minnesota um, not everyone loves to move as close to winter as possible in the middle in, in the middle of December and January. So if they can, not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I enjoy moving into in January. <laughs> All right, really, but I. I You're I, being I, facetious. I get it. Yeah. Um, Algorithm. <laughs> How do you do? Thanks for playing along, Joe. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, it's, it's find the the word in the episode. Is a teaser to uh, the next episode, the Halloween haunted episode. Yeah. Have you, Have you ever experienced any paranormal in any uh, properties? Have you ever been walking in that turn-of-the-century basement, and as you're walking up the stairs here, get out? <laughs> I, I can't say I have that, but there has been numerous properties where I felt this is a creepy old house. A little creepy. Like, it's dark. It doesn't have very good good light in it. It just feels like a dingy... Yeah. Yeah. I can't say that the that, that, that ghost spoke to me. They yeah. told me to, to get out Nothing's of the Nothing's thrown across the room. No. No, can't see little that. Little doors. That, see, that, that actually happens quite a bit in old houses, though. It's never, it's because never it, happened it, to me. Come on. You, you can't tell me you, you, you went inside of a room and, and, the, and the door didn't creep behind you because it, the, everything's out of, out, of, out of level, so the, the door doesn't... If it did, I didn't think about it. <laughs> you, were, so, you weren't worried about it? Then? I don't even want to think about it, right? All right, now, now there's going to be a ghost after you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, with that, wrap it up. Yeah. All right, this has uh, been Realtors from the Garage. Thanks for stopping by the garage. I'm Scott Lanahan. And I'm Joe Eubel.